Hello and welcome to Spooks, that's Spooks, S-B-O-O-K-S. Have you followed us on your podcasting platform of choice yet? If not, why not? With us today, along with my co-presenter, Douglas Skelton. Hello, Douglas Skelton. Hello, Denzel Myrick. With us today is a legend of of Scottish literature. He <laughs> is... Don't laugh. <laughs> He is, the, he is the coordinator, um, or showrunner, to make it to put it in simple terms, of not only um, Glasgow's Festival of Words I Write, but also of one of the nation's biggest, or certainly the UK's biggest, Scotland's biggest, crime festival, Bloody Scotland. Ladies and gentlemen, I welcome Mr Bob McDevitt. Bob, how are you? Hello there, uh, very well. Uh, I've actually got another one to add as well. So we've, I also run uh, Winter Words, uh, which is a, a weekend festival in Pitlochry, which is actually on this very coming weekend. Are so you in Pitlochry as we speak? Uh, not, not yet. I'm still in Glasgow, but I'm about to head up in the snow on Thursday morning. So it's uh, over this weekend coming to Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You'll be very fortunate to get there. <laughs> Uh, oh, it's, it's quite starry this year, pretty lucky. We've got uh, Kirsty Walk, uh, Gavin Essler, uh, Sir Tom Devine, uh, Val McDermott's doing her um, Val McDermott's Scotland book, you know, the photography book she did with Alan McCready. We've got yep. Sally Magnuson, yeah. we've got Mary Kidd from Creative Scotland. So, no, it's quite, it's quite, a, quite a good lineup. Oh, Doddy Weir, the rugby player. Oh, that's good. My goodness, the BBC will be completely empty. <laughs> there you go. There'll not be a soul left in the building. Um, um, they'll maybe ask me to come into the news again. It happened many years ago, and it may happen this time all over. I mean, they, and, and they let, let me tell you, they left me in the lurch. But that's a that's another story. Um, now, Bob, you apart from the Winter Words Festival, which is very interesting because I've I've know very little about it. Um, do, does that happen in the famous theatre at Pitlochry? Festival theatre, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great wee festival actually, because what I like about it is it's just one venue, so rather than, unlike Bloody Scotland and I Write, where you've got multiple venues running against each other all the time, so, you know, your your brain's in a constant state of, oh my god, what's on and what's on next to it and all that, but look, it's just one thing after another, so it's quite nice, it's a, a wee bit more of a, it's a more leisurely pace, <laughs> shall we say. Pitlochry is a wonderful place as well. I mean, it's 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 one of my favourite places. It's a, be- it's a beautiful location that theatre as well. I don't know if you know. It's just up uh, up on the hill, up by the salmon ladder. Beautiful views. Got a big glassy sort of restaurant. Lovely views right down the river. It's really very picturesque. Here's a little known fact, just to throw it in the mix. Uh, I I once had a play put on in the Pitlochry Festival Theatre. It was a it was a one act play. <laughs> and it was uh, it was a, a special thing that they did for for would be writers like me, and it was great. They did really really good. There you go. There you go. Yeah, no, but, so there's uh, there's some creative writing elements to the festival, and um, there's actually a new creative team at the festival, and they're very interested in working with more. Uh, writers in different genres, so looking at songwriting and playwriting and writing for the screen and those kind of things. So, well, I see. it is very interesting indeed. And, it, and indeed, you are an author and photographer yourself. <laughs> I have just been looking. I, I've just been looking at a copy of A Hundred and One Men in Kilts." <laughs> I think author is certainly stretching it a bit far, but you know, certainly a photographer. Yes, yeah, so I. Um, Photography was a kind of hobby of mine, uh, really from university days. So 
uh-huh. a long time. Uh, and then I worked in publishing for many years, and I was made redundant from publishing in 2012. Um, I thought, what am I going to do with myself? So I started doing a couple of book festivals. I actually started with the Dundee Literary Festival, um, but also did some photography on the side. So mostly theatre. I do quite a lot of theatre headshots and production th- shots for theatre. Uh, but then, yeah, this book was commissioned. And the, the idea, a very simple idea, was to get nice-looking men in nice locations, stick a kilt on them and uh, make a nice photo. So... Right. Was I just reprinted? Was, was I in time. it? Uh, I don't believe you were, but I'm sorry about that. Oh well. well I mean, just, I, just, just I, me. being also, I don't have a kilt. You're, you're not the first person to ask me. <laughs> Been asked by a number of friends and authors. And <laughs> so. No, it's just that you know I do often wander about with with just a kilt on and nothing else. So I just wonder if you'd stop me. You know, there's a lovely image for us all too. Yes, let's just all let's all just mentally digest that image of Douglas with nothing on but his kilt, um, presenting his well-known play at the Lockery Festival. What was the play called, Dugs? Next time I'm going to be wearing the kilt round my waist, right enough. Uh, the play was called um, uh, Sebastian. No, it wasn't called God. Uh, Sebastian on the Yellow Brick Road. And and um, and that, that was quite a number of years ago. A goodly number of years ago. It wasn't even the new festival theatre. It was the old one that they had oh. uh, <laughs> in the town. But it was a good really? weekend. I got a weekend and put Lockery out of it, and uh, they did a great job. It was a two-hander, so that, that's the sort of thing that, that they liked for that, that, that programme on a Saturday morning. It was great. Thoroughly enjoying it. And I'm sure when people see you in your kilt, there'll be a lot of two-handing going on. Anyway! <laughs> <laughs> a lot of backpedalling, certainly. <laughs> and the images just well, keep on coming. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they do. They yeah, the two-handing is right over their eyes. That's the <laughs> Uh, Douglas, you're getting into the, the, into the realms of uh, pornography here, and we better not go down that road. My wife's all, already given me a row about our, the Dick Institute situation last week. <laughs> now, now um, Bob, to get back, back to, to the books, you, back to the books, <laughs> back to the books. You, you've not only, we'll, we'll, we'll cover the festivals in a wee minute, but uh, you've, you've been a publisher, and you've also been an agent, and in fact, in fact, I think you do still do some agency work. Is that right? No, not not, not anymore. Um, I, I, honestly, I was an agent for about thirty seconds. Um, when, as I say, when I was moved under from the publishing job, I thought maybe agenting would be uh, something that I would enjoy, but it, it wasn't really. Is, is the honest answer? I, I didn't really. I didn't have the, uh, the the sharkish instincts. I think that you need to be a good a good agent. I thought the. Uh, although there was a lot of crossover with the kind of publishing work that I'd done, you know, author care and working with authors and developing projects, and that True. was all similar. But I didn't, I didn't really have the, didn't really have the killer instincts for it. So no, no, I didn't, didn't last very long. Only uh, ever actually managed to sell one author in my <laughs> my time as an agent. Uh, so no, I would, I would not point at that as one of my achievements. I think life. you have to be a pretty hard nose to be an agent, especially these yeah. days. Yeah, it's a really tough business. All yeah. round, but I think I think you know to 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 do that, and and you know not not to um, uh, denigrate agents. It's, agents do great work, and I think if you're the right kind of person, you know, obviously um, I'm good friends with Jenny Brown, who's on the board of Bloody Scotland. Jenny is one of the you know most respected. Yes, in Scotland does a does a great job for our authors. You know, really, you know, her authors speak very highly of us. I think I think if you're the right kind of person. To do the job, then it's great. But no, it wasn't. It wasn't for me. 
I think Jenny's one of the, as you say, one of the most respected and nicest people I've met in yeah, publishing. Yeah. Douglas? Absolutely. Je- oh, Jenny's great. Jenny's absolutely brilliant. And and not just her own author, she helped me out uh, a couple of years as well uh, ago as well, and I, I wasn't even on her books, and she gave me tremendous advice and tremendous help. Um, so, I, I, you know, I'm hugely appreciative of that, and she is one of the nicest people. I suppose one, one of the things that I enjoyed most about the publishing jobs that I did was discovering new writing and new talent and new voices and that's and I sort of thought, well, that'd be good if we can, you know, take that onto a, a, a sort of agenting platform. But uh, it, the, the, the harsh truth about that is that the new writers and the debut writers are probably the ones that will make the least money. And actually what you want is some good, fairly established names to, you know, people who are delivering maybe two books a year and have got an established audience and are getting reasonable advances whereas you know i'm sure you both know that the you know the sort of money that's on offer for new writers for debut writers and for what you know what people might call mid-list or you know down the list a little bit it's it's very uh, meager so uh, it's quite quite hard to make a, a living at it i think but i still and i still one of the things i enjoy most about bloody scotland of course is the things like the uh the michael vanny debut the debut prize and the um Crime in the spotlight that we do, discovering new writers. That's always really lovely seeing you know people coming for the first time, uh, coming to the mm. festival and getting a chance to to uh, show their flourish, work. shine. Flourish. Well, I'm, glad, I'm, I'm glad to say I've been making a very good living out of the last five years, uh, and I've never lifted a finger at anything else. I, I'm, I'm, I am delighted to say. Uh, but it is a very difficult climate for a lot of writers. In fact, the great majority of writers, and it's something that festivals like Bloody Scotland and indeed uh, I Write have addressed. Um, and and it's, they're two very different festivals, Bob. Um, yep. I Write, of course, is is a festival of words. It's a fest- much more like the Edinburgh Festival in its gamut, yeah. uh, whereas Bloody, Bloody Scotland's entirely about crime. Yeah, I Write is a much bigger, more general book festival. I sometimes sell it as a festival of ideas rather than a mm, festival. We, we do very well with non-fiction subjects, so um, if you have a glance at the IREC programme, you'll always see that there's lots of politicians and commentators. We do very well in areas like science and um, memoir, psychology, um, music, sport, so it's a lot of non-fiction areas are where we sell a lot of tickets. Um, we do have some uh, crime fiction. Crime is, you know, is, is a, a good area for Glasgow, so, you know, we um, Sell tickets for you know well known crime writers. A pair of ah. are coming this year, looking forward to it very much. And you're oh, yes. well. You Myself and Ian Rankin I've... and Cleese, people like that have all seen big audiences. Um, and we do have we do have some fiction. So this year, very pleased to see we've got um, Bernadine Everisto who shared the Booker Prize with Margaret Atwood this year. So she's coming. We've got John oh. Niven, we've got uh, Colin McCann, very fine. Irish writer, so there is some good fiction, but if I'm if I'm honest, we probably do more sell more tickets yes. in the in non-fiction. Whereas, of course, Bloody Scotland, as you say, oh, it did the start being all crime fiction. In the last couple of years, we've seen um, some quite interesting crime non-fiction creep into the program. So we've looked at areas like you know forensics and, and police work and the, the legal system, and so we've had some non-fiction, um, but still the meat and potatoes, I would say, is. Um, very fine crime writers, crime fiction writers. Yes, and we all wait with bated breath to see who'll be on the programme this year. Yeah. Uh, well, I could tell you, but... <laughs> you could tell me, but, but... You could tell me, but I'd have to kill you. Uh, 
I can tell you about a few names at this stage. So we're, we're really just about to start. So that's the, the, the yeah. first one's got to September. So uh, yeah, just just about to start that process. We did today open hi, hi, the hi. Uh, prize. So the prize is open for submission. Yeah, I saw that. Yes, you've opened the, the entries for the Michael Vanney prize. Yeah. Um, so saw that today. So uh, yeah. that's that's all. The Scotland prizes we're calling them this year. So there's the Michael Vanney prize for Crime Book of the Year, and then the Bloody Scotland Debut of the Year, which we started yeah. last year, so, yeah, so... Great. Uh, how do how, how do people like you um, go about programming a festival? What's the process? Because it's a massive undertaking. It is, uh, uh, and actually all three festivals are, are completely different, so um, mm. they, they, they almost all involve some uh, interaction with the publishers, so I'll meet, I, I tend to go to London two or three times a year to tour around the publishers down there. Um, book festivals are basically um, an opportunity to promote new books, so there's, although there is some scope for backlist titles and, and maybe celebrating a, a, a classic author or something like that, the, the, the bulk of your festival programme is going to come from new books that are being published, so I'll, I'll go to London two or three times a year just to discuss the publishing schedules to see what's coming out in the spring, in the summer, in the autumn, um, and see which festivals books will be more appropriate for. So obviously, at the moment, I'm seeing a lot of crime debuts. I've seen a lot of which crime writers are around between sort of July and September for Bloody Scotland. Um, I write a bit, it's, as I say, it's a much bigger festival, so we'll have something, I think we've got something like 270 authors this year across lots of different areas. So that that, that does involve a wee bit more, um, a little bit more niche work. So we'll find... Um, Smaller presses, more independent publishers that may only have one or two books out. It's quite nice to not have all of your books coming from the, the big, huge companies. Um, Scottish publishers are very important to us. I have a, usually have a whole day at Publishing Scotland where we meet uh, Scottish publishers and get them to pitch for slots that I write. Um, try, and take some, try and take at least one book from all the publishers we see because I think if somebody's going to go in honour of you know, coming to see me and pitch me at but they've got them, the least we can do is give them at least one event. So there's some really nice um, Scottish publishing in the I Write programme this year, uh, some of which is selling very well. So it's not it's not always the case that it's only the big names off the telly that get good audiences. You actually sometimes find that little niche bits of non-fiction, especially Scottish or local history uh, or local publishing, can find a, a really um, decent audience in Glasgow. So, uh, so well, there's, a, there's a, really, a really good author who's been the biggest selling author published by a Scottish publishing house, I recommend him. He's, for the last five years, he's a fantastic writer. <laughs> and, uh, <coughs> shall, shall, we, shall we try and guess who that is, Denzel? No, you're going to guess, it's me. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, has he got a slightly unusual <laughs> name and stuff? No, where, I, where, where my family come from, Bob McDevitt's an unusual name. I think it's quite, it's, it's quite an unusual name, McDevitt, isn't it? I mean, I, I haven't it is, it's, an Irish, it's an Irish name, so it's quite, it's quite, it's not, it's not that common in Scotland. Oh, you can't uh, help that. It's a Donegal name. Oh, 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 oh. dear God. Yeah, but, well, no, I mean, one can't help one's ancestor, can you, Douglas? Eh? We can, we can. That Mr. Skelton has roots on the Isle of Gia, did you know that, Bob? I didn't, no, no. Well, he has. Yeah. We my, hair, my, hair falls out, my hair falls out all over the place, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you, you, must be, 
that where the island setting for uh, for the last book came from? Is it? Um, yeah, it was one of them. It was it's still the that... Come on, it's still <laughs> Admit it. You told you that, and you're, he was yeah. right. Mull was one of them as well. Hugh told you it was Tormori, and Hugh was right. Um, so, Bob, you must have a lot of of um, prospective writers contact you personally. How how difficult is it for you to, you know, to say to somebody who's maybe just writing a book or written a book or self-published a book, to say to them, well, you know, um, we can't have you at the festival, but we'll, you know, I mean, that must be a difficult place to be. I don't... I- I don't. Uh, I maybe shouldn't say this. I don't get contacted directly all that much by uh, by self-published writers. Um, some do. Uh, we have occasionally had self-published writers at, at, at all of the festivals, in fact. Um, but no, you're right. It, uh, you wouldn't make very much ticket revenue, I think, if your entire festival was you know self-published writers that nobody had heard of. So the festivals do mm-hmm. have to rely on some bigger names and well-known people um, that, 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 that the punters want to come and see. Um, but I do think, I think, I think the publishing industry is changing. I think the way that people get books mm. um, out into the world is changing as well. The, you know, the, the advent and rise of digital publishing has made that a lot easier. Um, there's really quite a lot of quite good self-publishing goes on now. You know, so, so it's not, it's something we try and not be completely closed-minded about, so do sort of try and mm. consider people. Um, with me, it's just, you know, to try and get something that sounds interesting. First, first of all, you know, if you get a pleasant, uh, courteous approach, if someone comes to the, you know, a nice, pleasant email explaining, you know, that, that, that goes a long way, I think, to making me want to have a look at the book and then see what it's about. Not, you know, I've had some quite unpleasant advances where you get people kind of saying, you know, I am a genius, and my book's the best book that's ever been published. We don't, we don't, have, we, not to, have, yeah. we don't have to get into that. But I mean, I did, I did apologise <laughs> after that, that in time yeah, incident. You know, no hard but feelings. I, I am an, um, I, I, I am a genius, obviously. Um, you know, not everyone is, sadly, and yeah, yeah. And they, they send these books with the terrible design covers, and then obviously no care mm-hmm. has gone into the, the proofreading and editing. So you start to read it, and it's incomprehensible nonsense, you know, and it's, it's then when you realise how much a good agent and a good editor and a good publisher can actually bring to the to the party, you know, so. I thought you were going to say so that. Well, sorry, carry on. If you've got, you know, over 200 authors then, just when you said that, you know, when you start to read them, uh, coming to I Write, for instance, do you read all of those books? No, or do you have a Do you have a, a valiant team of people who go no. through them? With you. Listen, so to go back to the previous questions, there's different things. So yes, we do. We've got a steering group uh, for Light Right, which is a very uh, merry band of librarians and authors and publishers and people from Published Scotland and Creative Scotland and the Gaelic Books Council. And we've got a, a variety of people. So the steering group are very uh, invaluable in sort of putting together the programme. Um, we don't. I don't think you have to read every single book to programme it. You can put. You can. Um, Program, uh, as I said before, a lot of it's new books that aren't coming out. So quite quite a number of the books that are on I write this year aren't actually published until this month or next month. So yeah. they're not even books yeah. that you would have had a chance to read. So you're doing quite a lot on the advanced, the ATIs and authors track record and the subject matter. And so you don't you don't necessarily um, read every word of every book uh, in order to program it. 
Um, I certainly try and read some of the debut writers. I like to get in about the uh, the, the debut novelists that are coming. Uh, and every year there'll be you know there'll be a handful of writers that I like that I've read before. Um, I'm reading the new Ambrose Parry just now. I read first. Um, you know, Chris Brookmeyer and Marissa Hatesman, who write, um, husband and wife, who write these um, mm. terrific uh, Victorian set medical thrillers. So I really enjoyed the first ones. So I've got there, they're coming uh, to uh, actually Pitlockie and I write. So uh, double whammy in the next couple of weeks. So I'm just reading the second Ambrose Parry, which is great. So I'll try and I'll pick and choose and try and read some stuff that interests me. Uh, Can I put a plug in here for, for Emma Emma Clapperton? It, um, it, oh, she yeah. writes Alex Kane, I think. Oh, I think sorry, she's yeah. she's been. I know you've given her a date. It's sort of one of your um, yeah. shots at Bloody Scotland doing the the, the readings before the, the main, right, main events. Yeah, and she and she. You know, I think she's she's doing well. Very. She. I mean, the, one of the most unlucky people in publishing. We did a podcast with her recently, and um, she was unfortunate to sign with two publishers that then went bankrupt oh, before they could publish her books, which was yeah. bad luck in anybody's language. Um, and I always champion Emma because I think she's a really, a really good young writer. Throw her into the mix for this year. Well, de- definitely think of her because I mean yeah, she, yeah. she's she, she's the most hardworking and determined person I think I know. And you can and, also um, think about when, when, when we're on crime. Obviously, Buddy Scotland. So Buddy Scotland is an entirely voluntary board, but there's um, four crime writers. Um, Involved on the board of Blake Scott, Lynn Anderson, Craig Robertson, Gordon Brown, and Abby Mukherjee. So they've been to a lot of other crime festivals and they quite often will have seen people speak and say, you know, so they'll say, oh, that person's terrific, or, you know, this, this book was really interesting, or why don't we try and do a trick with people's dresses? to come up with new panel ideas and new things that I think haven't been done before or, you know, try and think of new ways to, to uh, sell the books. So, yeah, so, so they're mostly very collaborative efforts. I've, I've got a good idea. Can you go? A, a live spooks. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't that be good? And we could, we could bring on and bring yeah. off a load of people, you know? Speak to him for ten minutes. Bring on somebody yeah, yeah. else. So yes, but I need, I need to get Mickey on because he always makes a guest appearance. So. <laughs> yes, the dog always last, comes on. Um, I'll not make any pre- I'll not make any promises on on the podcast. But the last couple of years we've had Steve and Luca, you know, um, the two cameras on a microphone podcast. So they've they've yeah. done exactly that. They've done yeah. a live podcast from the <laughs> from the festival. Dare to mention? How dare he mention another podcast? I've never heard of. It's all right. Sorry, I've noted that down for the edit button. Please. Well done, Doug- Douglas is editing this show, so don't blame me what comes out at the other end. Uh, so we're going back to, it's day one of a new festival. Let's say I write, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're sitting down there at your desk, Buddy Scotland's probably just finished, and you're thinking, now I've got to attend to I write. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's your thinking process in terms of who you'll have on and... and what kind of shows they'll be on? So it's literally set with a big open, empty Excel spreadsheet, and it's the most frightening day because you just look at it, and I always okay. get a slight flutter and think, "Oh Jesus, right, here we go." So um, I mean, this is my fifth year doing 
uh, I write. So you, you do get into a, a way of working. Uh, so I've got a spreadsheet that's done by uh, topic, by subject matter. So then when I go to see the publishers, mm -hmm. I put all the uh, science books together, all the music, all the memoir, the debut authors all go in. So that it just kind of adds into that. So I've got a rough, a fairly uh, quick glance. I can see roughly if there's too much science or if there's not enough science or if there's too mm -hmm. many memoirs or that kind of thing. So time balance it out that way. Um, as I say, it's largely driven by the, the publishing. I, I would hazard uh, to say that you know any festival is only going to be as good as the books that are out that yeah, year. Yeah. So you yeah. know, if, if, if there's a lot of... Yes. We've had years... We've had, <laughs> I would never use that word, but we've had years where there's been less good publishing, so you kind of think, oh, this is quite tricky to try and find you know, um, good books when they're, they're not coming out. I, I, I would say that, but this year I thought was a really good spring. There was a lot of really really interesting, um, especially non-fiction, which is not surprising if you look at the state of the world, you know, there's so many things so many areas uh, that I think people are interested in, whether it's climate change or tribalism in politics or um, uh, gender studies, uh, the Me Too movement, you know, there's loads and loads of stuff in the news, which means that there's lots of writers out there writing about them. Um, mm. So I, I felt publishing was really strong this year. And I mean, crime has just been such a powerhouse. It's just this incredible, you know, um, industry of, of really talented crime writers. So, so, you know, Bloody Scotland, in a way, has been very easy in the past few years just because there's so many cracking crime writers around. Our, our only problem is we don't have enough space for all the people who want to come to Bloody Scotland. Yeah. I'll, re I'll regularly be pitched between 250 and 300 crime writers. And we normally have about 75 at, over, over the weekend. So it's just, you know, every year there's going to be 200 plus disappointed <laughs> crime writers. Um, which, you know, in a way is a lovely position to be in, but it's also quite difficult. And it, it leads to, as you know, saying to some people, well, you had a big event last year, so we'll maybe not have something with you this year. We'll wait for you next year. Because most crime writers are writing one book a year. So you know they're going to be all be well. There's going to be another one coming, so... Do you make any allowances for age? I mean, do you not think there should be a category for a more elderly writer? Um, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of my co-host. <laughs> poor old, poor old Douglas. Um, yeah, old Douglas. I, as we call him here. Are I you there, Dougie think, guy? Yes, yes. I'm taking so, all this. Still with us. Still with us. Yeah, still I thank, like to, yep. thank the Lord. I'm, I'm, I'm much more likely to go before him, but 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 it would be nice to think of the, the you know the, the the more elderly crime writer sitting there with only his kilt on, um, working out a plot, uh, <laughs> desperately hoping he'll get in the, the 201 uh, men in kilts book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to think of the most diplomatic answer here. We we. we, uh, we <laughs> Welcome authors of all ages and <laughs> all ages and all statuses. Hey, <laughs> Ty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, I see you've got um, the former Speaker of the House of Commons, John Berger. Yes. yes. Yeah. Now, that, that'll that be interesting. Sold out. Completely sold out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, he really, uh, I'm not surprised because he's been a big figure over the last two or three years, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, so that's it. It's actually a pre festival event, so that's next week. It's a week on Wednesday. The events were when his book was coming out, so he, the, sometimes the publishers only got a certain amount of time 
with the author. But yeah, no, I think we're all uh, absolutely fascinated to meet him um, and see what he's got to say. I mean, also the fact that he's sort of never out of the news uh, since leaving his job has been interesting as well. So it's obviously good for, for them trying to sell a book, but quite interesting just, to just see. Remind him, just remind him he's in Glasgow and not to say, order, order, yeah. because it's a Glasgow audience. They'll be out that theatre and at the bar before they can finish. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pass, I'll pass that one. Uh, yeah, but no, I mean, I, I like these kind of things. It's quite a good one for us as well because it gives us a weekend kind of taste of the festival. Um, try and regain those muscle memories, you know, because you get out of the way of it and then it's quite nice to have a couple so of It's a warm up. It's a warm up. It's a warm up for the. Because once the. I mean, I write a real. Um, it's a marathon, not a sprint, you know, it's a real. It's three long weekends. So yeah. Three Thursday to Sunday, down a couple of days, Thursday, Sunday, down a couple of days, Thursday. So it's a real. You know, you've got to keep going. And as I said right at the start, you know, you've got four or five venues programmed in every slot, so you're constantly stealing your own audience. You've constantly got authors arriving and chair people arriving and somebody leaving and somebody mm. gets a taxi and somebody's, you know, somebody's stuck on a train and somebody else can't get in. Well, that'd be and So it's just a, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an operational uh, nightmare. <laughs> so you just have to, of course. you know, it's what's next, what's next, what's next, keep going, keep going, what's next, what's next, sleep. What's next? What's next? Sleep. <laughs> so, uh, good, good. You do you get a drink in with that? You must surely. You, no, you must. Really, well, no, well, not really, because the worst possible idea is trying to do all that with a hangover. So, no, I'm, I'm, I'm quite. A, oh, you're going to gamble soon. Yeah, if you're going to you when they get a hangover, you'll be fine. Drink all uh, the way through. No, no, no. What I was going to say to you was that we had a um, a failed attempt to start a crime festival in Kintyre. Um, right. our, our first go went horribly wrong uh, for a number of reasons, um, but we're hoping that we can resurrect the idea. And I think there's something like 50-plus literary festivals throughout Scotland, isn't there, Bob? Unbelievable. I mean, there's just there's so many. And, and I suppose since Body Scotland started, this, this will be the ninth year of Body Scotland. Um, and since it started, there's more and more crime festivals have popped up in Scotland as well, so there's Butte Noir and Grant Noir and uh, Crime at the Castle and all these other we ones. So yes, we're aware of all these festivals clicking at our heels. <laughs> well, I mean, do, do, I mean, how open are you to give advice to those who are, you know, with no experience at all of, of setting up festivals? Somebody that you would be the go-to person to yes, speak I mean, to. I, I, I've met with with other smaller festivals and done exactly that. Just kind of said, you know, mind what you're doing. I, in terms of a crime festival, as long as you knew, as long as it wasn't too close to Stirling or too close to September, we don't really see them as competition. Because I think people who go to book festivals go to lots of book festivals. So I don't think anyone's going to boldly go to Bloody Scotland and then not go to Grand Noir, which is, you know, seven months before it or something like that. It just seems a bit daft. Sure. To be too precious about it. I don't know. I'd be happy to. Happy to. Is this your way of asking me to help you with the entire crime festival? Well, I. I, I <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I sort of um, disassociated myself early, early on. It was, it was, uh, you know, the some of the ideas were ridiculous, like trying to get a hold of. Um, do you, do, Denzel? Do you have Vamit Demet's number? And I said, well, no, this is not the way things work. I said, you have to contact people through the publishers or through the agents, probably certainly yes. somebody at the level of Vamit Demet. Um, and you know you just can't go searching for people's phone numbers and ask them, and you have to be very careful when you, you, you know, you have it because there are there are all these other festivals, 
uh, and which are already established. Um, yeah, ideally, yeah, ideally, want a, a USP. You want something that you're doing differently to the other festivals, so that people want to come. You know, for that, I, I went to uh, Morecambe and Vice uh, this year. You know, the uh, <laughs> crowd, crowd festival in Morecambe, wonderfully titled, um, and I was really impressed by it. It was a small festival in a hotel, just you know, just the one one venue, but lots of quirky ideas, real fun. My goodness, what's that? What, 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 it's run by these two guys with loads of energy, loads of humour, um, and it just had a quite, quite a, a different sort of feel to it. And the things that people tell us, the things that people tell us about bloody Scotland is that you know it's a friendly festival. It's quite quirky. It's got uh, it's got its own personality. People seem to genuinely come and uh, genuinely enjoy coming for the weekend. Uh, so I think sure. that's what you're after. Rather, I think just starting with a list of a wish list of authors or something, and saying, "Well, this is what we want." I, I don't really think that's. So I think you want to think no. about what your festival, what yeah. it is, and why people are going to come. I agree with you. I mean, I think my my notion of it was that we should involve the community as much as possible and have yeah. sort of outreach events in schools and and in yeah. the community itself and, and cover the whole peninsula not just Campbelltown um, and there are a lot of good writers down there like Angus Martin and, and people Freddie Gillis people like that, that you'll, you'll yeah. probably know but a lot of other people don't know yeah. um, and who are all well known in the community and write so well I mean Angus Martin will be the chronic forever the chronicler of all things can tire um, in many generations to come and he's added so much to to the understanding of local history and poetry and and yeah. you know even the social the social side of of the area. Yeah, uh, I think that, I so, think that's really important. I, I do as I said with I write, we do very well with quite niche anything niche Glasgow. It can be you know the history of the Alhambra Theatre or mm. it can be something that seems quite you know it seems like quite a small piece of Glasgow history, but actually you'll get a, you know we we quite easily get an eighty or. A hundred audience for something like that, and mm-hmm. you know at the same time, and this is no criticism of literary writing, but we might have a very well-known literary prize-winning novelist, and they might have twenty people. <laughs> you can sort of see them going, "Oh, if this was Edward, that'll not happen." No, 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 no. No, no, no. You've, you've sold more than twenty tickets already. It's, it's cost me a bloody fortune. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, and while we're on, Douglas and I will be appearing at the aforementioned I Write Festival on March twentieth at seven forty-five PM in the Mitchell Library. So there are a few. Teresa Talbot, God help her. Teresa who? Don't know. Don't know her either. Oh, lady sympathy. No, no, she'll be fine. I mean, she she loves her. So, Douglas, you, you, I know, have lots of burning questions to ask, Bob. Ask away. Actually, you've, you've, you've asked them all, and uh, the, the, the other ones I had, Bob had actually answered in, in his own way, so yeah, I, right. I'm completely tapped out. Yeah, no. I'm always fascinated how these festivals are pulled together. The first one I had experience with was was Bloody Scotland, and it's just such a frenzied weekend for people like you and and Craig and Lynn, um, because you you know you all seem to be dashing around quite a bit, uh, yeah. and it's it's incredible how it's pulled together, filled with admiration. 
Um, but actually very enjoy- enjoyable. And I mean, the, the weekend itself is, you know, it's quite high energy. But by that point, most of the hard work has been done. So then you are, I'm just trying to enjoy some of it. You know, I'm trying, the reason I run about is that I try and get in and see at least 10 or 15 minutes of the events because you've spent all this time organising a festival. It seems stupid to just sit in the green room and not see any of it. So I, you know, I make a point of trying to get around the three venues and get up to see a bit of the football. And, you know, so in fact, I was really gutted that I couldn't get to see you play, Douglas, this year. There was no way... Oh, you missed the high spot. The high spot well, I, of the I, entire festival. I believe it's been filmed, so I'm, I'm looking forward to maybe seeing the video at some point. But um, there was just no way I could take... There's no way I could take take two hours, you know, to go and uh, to go and watch a whole play. But that, I mean that that was a, that was unusual. I usually try and, uh, and see uh, see some stuff, um, and I write it's a wee bit more difficult because, as I say, sometimes we've got five venues, um, and it's just not really possible to get to everything. And also, some things at the concert hall, which is involves jumping out of a taxi and you know going to a different physical venue but um, still try and meet try and say hello to the authors I think it's rude if you've asked people to come to your book festival and you don't at least say hello to them and you know hope your event goes well and that kind of thing so so yeah no, but once the festival starts it is it's hard work but it's um, they all pass very quickly yes indeed it's, it's, a, it's a fabulous festival if anybody has you know yeah it is but if anybody has not been to Bloody Scotland, I would recommend it uh, highly. As with I write, um, I've, I've never been to the, the Pit Lockery one, and I really should uh, put that right one of these years, because uh, Pit Lockery is such a wonderful place, and it's and, and any book festival is fun, I find. Yeah, yeah I think so. Writers and, are generally interested in people. Readers are, readers are generally interested in people. They're interested, as I said before, mm. they're interested in the world, they're interested in uh, That's right. characters, they're interested in, you know, personalities and relationships and interactions. So I think that, that all that is my kind of thing, you know, I like I like a good sort of a good bit of chat with that carry on, you know, so that you get plenty of that from writers. Oh, we let a bit of carry on and spook. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gathering that from you. <laughs> oh, yes. We've had a, we've had some, you, you wanted to listen to the episode with Quint, me and Quentin Jarvin. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you, you, that, was, that was spectacular. And and we were delighted to share the stage of Bloody Scotland um, in 2018. That's uh, right, that was a good one. Yes, and we played a full, yeah. full house, yeah, yeah. Bob, wasn't full it? Full house, you did. And well, there was our a... Big, su- uh, our big Albert Halls, headliners, as we call them. Well, there was an older man was asking the questions. He did very well, to be fair to him. Um, <laughs> he was great. He was he, he was, was great. He was no, he was good. To be in all honesty, he was good. Now we always try to ask a quirky question, Bob. So are you ready for the quirk, the the spooks quirky question? I am. Yes. Are you a Kindle audiobook or print fan? So um, I'm just too old for. Technology is there, so I'm a book guy. So I worked in Waterstones for many years, and then published. Yes. So I put that. I do have a Kindle, and the reason I have a Kindle is to read for the prize. So um, mm. the Mac, the now the debut prize, we get all the books in PDF form. So I kind of sure. had to have a Kindle, but I, I'll be completely honest. That's the only thing that I use the Kindle for. Uh, audiobooks. I used to like audiobooks in the car. I've switched. To podcasts, so I've, I've become a real podcast person, but I don't tend to listen to Audible or audio, audio books as such. Um, mm. I, do like, I do like podcasts mm. in the car, and in my uh, in my in my commute to work, in my bus journey to work, I listen to a, to a podcast. But no, I'm, I'm print books. Print books is me. Well, I mean, the audio books. I mean, that's been a real 
shock to everybody, I think. And I spoke, I spoke to um, a, a publisher who will, will remain nameless not long ago, and they said that audiobooks have caught them by a reasonably big pub, well, a very big publisher. Audiobooks have caught them by surprise, yeah. uh, completely. And certainly, I was. I've been surprised by the, by the way that my books have, have sold. No, and I, I, you know, especially my first agent, my la- my previous agent, told me that, oh, oh, don't you know, you'll maybe get a couple of hundred pound here and there, yeah. and then we ended up with seven number ones in the UK. Uh, and it's just a case of, I don't think anybody expected the level of uptake for. I think, and I think, I think for some for some people, I think yeah. it probably is an ideal thing. What I found, especially with fiction, was if I was listening, <clears> I was driving. Mm. And I was driving, or to some extent, if you're on a bus, because it's not a long journey. I, I didn't, I couldn't really get into a novel. No, no, I, I, see and I found, I found, I found my my attention drifting a wee bit with fiction. It was a little bit better with. I used to like in the car when I listened to audiobooks. I used to like travel and non-fiction. I used to like things like um, Oliver Sacks and yeah. Bill Bryson and those kind of things were great guys. Were, yeah, great writers. Were, were good, and that and that's. I mean, I I think that's where podcasts have taken over. So now, you know. I enjoy the Adam Buxton podcast or uh, Talking Politics. David Runciman's pod, uh, podcast is really good. Um, so I, I like those kind of things. Yeah. Spooks, classic. <laughs> I, I, I've only just only just come across it, but I, I'll, I'll be listening. I'll be well, listening. I'll be listening to a few now. See, <laughs> as as a former bookseller, I think your favourite episode may well be what Douglas Kelton does in bookshops. <laughs> which is, you know, one of our more notorious episodes. Uh, any arrests, no? Uh, no, not yet, but it could well do. Any arrests, no, no, but I, I just associate myself with anything that Douglas says because he is a very controversial man, as you know. Uh, <laughs> and he doesn't shy from controversy at any time. Uh, and I'm a much more or less forthcoming, uh, you know, individual. Is that not right, Dougs? Yes, Denzel. I thought he'd went to sleep there, did you, Bob? <laughs> I thought he was just away. Thinking, just thinking. Well, it's always, it's always a danger when Denzel's talking, but yes. Really? I, I, I have learned over the years that, you know, yes, Denzel is genuinely the correct response. Yes, that's everything. it. Everybody knows that once they've known me for a wee while. Yes, Denzel. <laughs> it's the good and best answer to give. Well, Bob, it's been absolutely fascinating talking to you. No worries. Uh, thanks for coming. Thanks, we'll uh, do, thanks for having me on. It's our pleasure. We're looking forward immensely to seeing you uh, at iWrite, and Good. I hope you can find time 12th to... 12th to 29th of March, mostly at the Mitchell Library this year. 12th to 29th of March, mostly at the Mitchell Library in Glasgow. It's Glasgow's Festival of Words. Before, before we finally go, do you have an ambition to someday... As I mean, I was born in Glasgow. Douglas is a Glasgow man. Are you a Glasgow man, Bob? Yeah, yeah, born in Southside, yeah. Right, well, okay, I, I was born in Gilbert. Born in the Rotten Row, but lived in Southside. Born in the Rotten, well, isn't, now they are. Uh, it's no longer I, there. I was born a stone throw from the mighty Glasgow Rangers Stadium. Ah, there you go. But we won't get into that. Um, <laughs> and, um, uh, now, do you have any ambitions to take iWrite onto the, the highest plateau to, 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 to vie with the Edinburgh Festival? Well, that would be quite a it'd be quite a jump to be fair. I mean, Edinburgh is just the the, the sheer size and scale of the Edinburgh Book Festival is is uh, incredible. So we'd have some way to go uh, to get it to to that size. Um, I would say so. I, I've been doing I write since twenty fifteen, so this is my fifth year, and 
we've just about increased it by half again in size, so it is growing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's growing. Uh, it's it's going in that direction, but we we need to go some to. I think we had nine hundred authors last year. Yes, so they like did. Yeah, two hundred and sixty. So it's a, it's a wee bit a wee bit to go. Oh, but we can do it in you know, I know we can. Yeah. You did to get uh, also, the, thing, the, thing about, the thing about Edinburgh is that, remember, it takes place during the International Festival, so you've got this unbelievable yes. influx of quarter of a million extra bodies. Glasgow, I write, is very much, I always think, a festival for the people of Glasgow, so we've just got the, we've, and Glasgow's a big city and it's a big population, but not everybody reads, not everybody goes to book festivals, so you, you're, you're working with the audience you've got. We don't have that incredible... Um, injection of, of extra bodies who go to sure uh, paying events sure. and also um, we struggle a little bit because you've got, you've got to stick to times when people aren't working so some of the audience are retired of course but a lot of people want to come after the work so we're stuck to Thursday, Friday evening all day Saturday, all day Sunday whereas Edinburgh can go you know from 10 o'clock on a Monday morning mm. right the way through um, for two weeks so there's a lot of there would be a lot of challenges in that there would Probably. be a chat, but I have a faith in a laudable ambition. ambition. I, I have faith in your ability to make it to make it <laughs> the biggest fit. Bob, uh, thank you so much for being with no us worries, today. Thanks for having Yes, and we'll see you yeah, soon. Stuff, yeah. Yes, Bob. Can I just thank? Can I just? Can I just thank you for taking part in this quite blatant attempt to curry favour with various uh, literary festivals? <laughs> <laughs> well, have you ever known me trying to curry favour with anybody? Come on, Douglas. Uh, anyway, this has been Spooks. Please subscribe on your podcast about provider of choice and download and listen to previous episodes. We're available across platforms. You've been listening to Spooks, which is a, a Houses of Steel production via. Anchor FM. Thank you and bye.